Hello, and welcome to Seasons, A Year of Movies. I'm Grace. And I'm Emma. And today we're talking about the movie Howl's Moving Castle. Mm-hmm. We are getting close to the end of our Miyazaki season. It's been a long journey <laughs> in, terms of, uh, in terms of weeks. Yes, but... But we are getting there. Yeah, watched, like Grace said, Howl's Moving Castle. I think we can just jump into it. Uh, yeah. This is, there's a lot to talk about in this movie, both because I think it, it's like saying a lot and working with a lot, um, and also because I think it's a little too much. <laughs> it's a pretty busy movie. Yeah, so um, it's a good start. But, but, the, but the gist is, we're going to try, we're, okay, audience, you need to hold us accountable. We've been trying <laughs> to cut down on time summary time and have not been successful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I guess we're, I should say, we're really trying this time. We haven't been trying in the past. <laughs> Now we are trying. <laughs> yeah, uh, my summary for this movie is lots of lots of magic stuff happens. Lots of magic stuff happens to our good fam. Yeah, that's the, that's the movie. That's the movie. That's it. <laughs> um, so there's um, so basically, you got you got our you got our pal Sophie, and she works at a hat shop, and she has an encounter with the wizard owl, Howl. Not the wizard owl. Wow. Well. <laughs> um, but she doesn't know that. She just knows it's like some wizard. And, uh, and then the, the Howell's, um, ex-girlfriend, question mark? Nah. Former acquaintance? Um, the Wicked yeah. Witch of the Waste shows up and curses Sophie to be, you know, an old woman. Yes. And so she's like, oh, I can't live my life as a hat maker anymore. I gotta go, gotta leave. I gotta go mm-hmm. out in the wastes. Mm-hmm. And then she gets picked up. Well, she rescues a turnip, rescues a scarecrow <laughs> yes. with a turnip head, who takes her to Howell's moving castle, mm-hmm. and she becomes his maid, kind of volunteers herself. Yeah, she, like, forces herself on, yes, the, on yeah. the castle. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she befriends Calcifer, who's a demon, with whom Howell has a pact. Mm-hmm. Um, Calcifer is like, hey, I'll break the spell you got, because, you know, Calcifer's magical. He knows what's up. If you, you know, help me break the deal with Howell, mm-hmm. right? And she also meets uh, Howell's apprentice, Markle. That's such a cute name. My favorite boy! <laughs> <laughs> um, who's say that Howell's, every movie. Howell's apprentice and, like, <laughs> intern, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, like, I'm trying to think what happens in the sex part of the movie. Basically, it's, like, cleaning <laughs> shenanigans. Yeah. The, you know, we get this little weird family... Mm-hmm. That, st- that starts to become like a, like an actual family a unit, basically. Um, you know, there's some misadventures with cleaning stuff. I think is the that... next big thing is she goes to the castle. I think that is that's the thing is I feel like <laughs> I'm like there's more plot here, right? I don't there, think there, there is. There is not. <laughs> so so basically, Howell Howell has two separate identities, uh, Pendragon and uh, Jenkins. And they've, anyway, all three, Howell and these two alter egos have all been requested to go to the castle. There's a big war on between the neighboring country. Mm-hmm. And um, for, you know, reasons that are unknown, basically. Yeah. Um, and Howell's like, I don't want to fight in a war. Partially because he's, you know, a conscientious objector. And partially because he's a lazy coward. Mm-hmm. Who has trouble confronting uh, his past? Yeah, I think I he is he is opposed to the war, but he's like way too much of a coward to go to the king and be like, no. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he's like, oh well, 
Sophie, you can pretend to be my mom mm-hmm. and go and tell them that how, you know, I'm not coming. Yeah. That I'm a lazy lout <laughs> and I shouldn't be allowed near the military and they'll, you know, believe you. So, uh, Sophie goes there, um, and, um, she runs into the Wicked Witch of the Wastes. Mm-hmm. Or the Witch of the Wastes is the only thing. It's not the <laughs> Wicked Witch. She's a Wicked Witch, but it's not. She's yeah. not formally titled such. <laughs> um, anyway, and so they both go in to the castle. Uh, the Witch of the Wastes is, you know, gets caught in a trap, and she's demagicified. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Howell shows up, disguises the king. Yeah. Um, and also, they run into Howell's former teacher, Suleiman, mm-hmm. who's... Uh, the closest thing this movie has to a bad guy, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. She is she the prime minister? No, she's or... like she's like the head wizard. I think yeah, is kind okay. of the like mm-hmm. you know she's like the secretary of defense or whatever, mm-hmm. right? You know. Um. Anyway, and so they there's sort of a you know a, a counter fight scene, and Howell and Sophie get away. At this point, we're also learning that Howell's been transforming into a big bird person mm-hmm. in the night. And flying away. And they also pick up Solomon's dog. Yes. Keen. And and the and the and the witch, the waste, who's now just like a super old lady. Yeah. Um anyway, and they all go back to the house. Go back to the castle and Howell rebuilds it to look like the old hat shop and Yes. Opens a portal to the town where Sophie lived in and anyway, we've just you know, they've come closer as a, as like a family and they've added mm-hmm. like some more members, you know? Um, but then everyone's leaving town because of the bombs mm-hmm. and Solomon is trying to get to Howell. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, and then things get, then a lot of stuff happens. I don't know. Maybe you can help me sort okay. through this a little bit. Mm. <laughs> so Howell is like, I'm going to protect the house. I'm going to stop all these bombs. And Sophie's like, no, like, you know, let's just run away. And so, so Hal goes off. And so to try to, like, save Hal, to stop him, like, to bring him back from fighting, Sophie has Calcifer, like... Destroy the castle, but then move, like, a smaller chunk. I think part of it is that... (laughs) Suleiman knows has like a key in mm-hmm. on the magical signal of the castle mm-hmm. at this point. And like, yeah, it's a little confusing. I don't mm-hmm. think the movie like does a super good job of like, cause I remember being like, why did she go back in? And they like reactivate the castle. Yeah. But I think it's because they want to lose track of Suleiman and mm-hmm. then enable them to move freely yes. to get Howell. That I think makes that is sense. I do not know. It is if not that's... really in the movie. No, but that's, it makes that, sense. That's not, I mean, I think it's like, I don't really know. It's not super clear. <laughs> I feel like that is hinted at, but it is, yeah, it is not. Yeah. I would not fault anyone for walking away from the scene and being like, what, what is the point? Um, um, so then they're in like this mini version of the castle, um, kind of like running away from the town, trying to draw how out. Um, but then the old witch, Granny, um, yeah. she takes the heart from Calcifer. Right. Cal- part of Calcifer's deal mm-hmm. with Howl. Is that he has Howell's heart. That's mm-hmm. like the... So, you know, Calcifer, like, lends his, his servitude, basically, his powers, and then Howell gives up, mm-hmm. you know, his actual human part. Like a, you know, <laughs> like, ba bum ba bum Like, the, the, the real thing. Yes. Right? Not like some Kingdom Hearts 
stuff. <laughs> yes. Actual oh, heart. I mean, it's both, but like, you, know, you get what I'm, you get <laughs> yes. what I'm getting at. Um, um, yeah. And yeah, and she wants to eat it or something. Well, she's just like, it's mine. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't but it's think. it's hot. I don't know if she has, maybe she, if she had the opportunity, because it's all, you know, it's all on fire and stuff. Could have just been a cold heart. Maybe she just would have chomped on it. She uh, talks about how delicious Howell's heart would be earlier in the movie. Gotcha. But yeah. Um, so Sophie Sophie pours water on Calcifer because he's like burning Granny. Yeah. And stuff. And so like kind of like all the powers like fall away and like the castle's breaking down. Yeah. And, and they crash. Mm-hmm. Sophie and, crashes with the dog in this canyon. Yeah, and they get separated. Mm-hmm. And Sophie finds this, like, door. And it's just this big old door into blackness. And she walks in and has this vision of when Calcifer and Howell made the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, Back and, when he, Howell was a child. Yeah. You know, like a, like a teen. Um, and then Sophie's like, calls out to Hallows like look for me in the future and and stuff um and vanishes and then she pops out the portal and Howell's there right and he's been fighting right mm-hmm. all the dudes so he's all he's a bird person he's all battered and, and bloody mm-hmm. um anyway so she turns to the witch and takes the heart from her kind of talks her into it gives it back to Howell and he's sort of like Loses all his bird stuff. Mm-hmm. I think he already loses that before, but he did that. That happens. He loses yeah. <laughs> bird stuff. Um, and um, Calcifer is freed. Calcifer is freed. And, like, yeah. flies away. Mm-hmm. Um, and this whole time, the turnip has been helping them out. Oh, right. This is the thing. But because Calcifer's freed, there's no more power inside the castle. Yes. <laughs> and so it just, you know, they're just like on a plank, just like a single plank <laughs> at this point. Like a big sort of raft kind mm-hmm. of thing. And it's like sliding off a cliff. But the turnip, Scarecrow, saves him. Mm-hmm. And Sophie kisses it. Mm-hmm. And then he turns into a human prince. And it turns out this was why the war was happening. <laughs> is, you know, the other kingdom had thought their prince had gotten got. Mm-hmm. Um, by the military, by the king or whatever, but really he was just turned into a turnip man. Yep. Um, and so he goes off. Um, Suleiman sees, like, yeah, from, she's... finds out from Heen, her dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> she's just like, well, time to end the war. Yeah. And, like, the king is dead. Well, there's no, there's no point in the war. Yeah. I think, like, she, like, references that, like, the king has died. Oh, really? Because she says something. It's like, oh, to be, like, the defense and, like, you know. And oh, okay. It's, I don't, it's like. I did not pick up on that or yeah. that. So she's like, time to end this war. Right. Um, and that's. Oh, and Calcifer returns because he's like, hey, y'all are my family and I miss mm-hmm. you and love you. Yeah. And. Yeah. That's kind of it. They build a flying castle. Mm-hmm. And that's the second book. It's Howl's Flying Castle. They didn't make a movie of that one, though. <laughs> yes. Um, and Howell and Sophie kiss. They're in love. Yep. We got a family. Yep. That's the movie. That's the movie. All right, that's not too bad. We did great. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, so, yeah, this is actually... Uh, so, we're going to talk about a little bit of our history with this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is a movie that, like, I remember watching a whole lot. I don't remember whether I saw it, like, in theaters or not. Because, like, I would have been... You know, I could have, I think, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if I did. Um, but it's, yeah, it's one I remember watching a whole lot, have fond memories associated with that I've had like a kind of rocky relationship with in some way. Like I remember being like, oh, it's great. And then I watched it again, like, 
I don't know. It's probably like seven years. It's been a little while. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, this is such a mess. Um, it's so disjointed and like there's not really a plot. And anyway, and uh, all those things are still true. I also, I think, value those things a lot less than I did then. Mm-hmm. I was, I think, very into a certain kind of criticism that now I don't care for much. That's very focused on like um, plot and like you know, like, does this, this character's actions, yeah, and coherence, which I, which, you know, I don't know. Anyway. Um, so yeah, this movie, I think I enjoyed this movie a lot this time. Um, how about you, Emma? So. Oh yeah, you got a story. <laughs> I mean, it's not really much of a story. But you but got a, still. about, mm, almost 10 years ago, we checked out this movie from the library or maybe it was, maybe we got it from Netflix when they would like send you the discs. Right. Okay. I don't know. We, but we had it for like a month and watched it almost every single day that month in the summer. It was just like, that's what that summer was watching Howl's Movie Castle. Yeah. Um, and I had not seen it since (laughs) until we watched it for the podcast. And so, yeah, I was just, I like super loved it back then. Because I was willing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you must <laughs> like, have, got right? Obsessed. True love. Yeah. Um, so, so I was I was really nervous to watch it again. Um, I like I like it, but it's like not my favorite by far. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's probably like bottom half of as term right. in terms of like. Did how it? Much uh, I, I guess I guess when we last. I mean, yeah, we don't, I don't know if, I don't think we're going to do an episode where we, like, formally rank them, but I'm curious. Like, did you like Porco Rosso more than this, do you think? Oh, no, because I think I like the characters, like, you know. Right, The okay. part that I love about this movie is, like, the characters and their interactions with each other. Right. Um, and I think that's and... something, that's something that you, I think, really value. Yeah. In, in a movie, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, this kind of, like, French... Like, this is why Return of the Jedi is your favorite oh Star Wars movie. Oh, my gosh! <laughs> is because it's all about people being pals People being, loving each pals other. Pals being gals. Gals being pals. Wow. Yeah. So I'm just getting emotional about yeah. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. I think... I think I, I still like the characters as much. Um, and I think I, like, was confused <laughs> way back then about, like, what is happening? There is yeah. so much going on. And this and this time around, I was like, yeah, there there's a lot. And, like, maybe that's okay. <laughs> but yeah. it is too mu- a little too much. Right. I, yes. I think, um, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah, so um, before we get yeah. into it. We do our thing. We'll we do, do our, our yikes and likes. Right. So, Grace, what is a little thing that you liked and a little thing that made you go yike? <laughs> is that our new catchphrase? <laughs> I, mean, I think that's good. I think we could go with that. Let's workshop it. All right. Um, so there's a part where when Sophie first comes and the house is just a mess and there's all this food everywhere. And it's not necessarily, I mean, I don't mean like there's like crumbs. And stuff, so there's that too. But like, there's just like bread and like eggs and like just all this stuff. And it's like good, you know, it's, it's not rotten food. It's good food. Mm-hmm. And, um, Marco comes in and like grabs like a piece of bread and some cheese. And he's like, this is my breakfast. Right. <laughs> and Sophie's like, well, y'all got, you know, bacon, bacon. And, oh, something we forgot to mention is that <laughs> in the summary is that Sophie's, Flitting back to being younger. <laughs> yes. That is a thing we definitely should have talked about. Because you're like, Sophie and Howe are kissing? Yeah. She flipped, you know, she kind of, her spell is constantly, like, becomes ever more, like, tenuous. Weird. Yeah. And so, 
Anyway. Um, but in this part, she's old, and she just, like, cooks up some eggs and bacon and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Howell, like, slices... I mean, he comes in and starts doing more cooking and stuff. Um, and he, like, slices bread. Mm-hmm. And it's just... It's such a good bread slicing sound. And that's my like. <laughs> it's very good. I wish... Okay, let me just go on a little bread thing. Yeah. So, the United States is pretty bad at bread, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we mostly got, like, if you go to the store, and there's, like, a whole aisle of bread, right? And it's, like, 20 different brands that all have three different kinds of bread, <laughs> right? You got, like, white bread, you got multigrain bread, and you got honey whole wheat bread. <laughs> In Germany, <laughs> there's like little street bakeries everywhere. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, a lot of them are like chains, right? But they also, you know, they bake fresh mm-hmm. daily, right? And you can like go there early in the morning and like pick up hot bread, mm-hmm. right? And not only that, like even at the grocery store, you just have like tons of different kinds of bread. And it's very good. And it and, makes the sound. And it makes the sound. I mean, maybe not the exact sound, but it, the sound brought me back to slicing bread, you know? And so, yeah, like, if you get, like, you know, if you get, like, wheat bread or white bread, like we get have in the U.S., and they just call it, like, toast. It's, like, bread that is for toasting. And, like, that's the correct way to go about this, right? You have, like, actual bread for eating, and then you have, like, that, like, starchy crap. As a receptacle for yes, other Yes, for other things, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so so that was your <laughs> that, that was, was your like. bread yike. That was my bread uh, like. You I mean? know your bread yike about the, oh, I guess, the United States. Right, of the America. United States. All right. Oh, I see what, <laughs> I'm sorry. I interrupted you. I see what the transition you were trying to make was. Yeah. All right. What was uh, your yike for this movie? Yike. So okay. So when Sophie and the wick, then the witch and the witch of the waste. She's not a wicked witch. The at witch. least formally. Um, she climb, they both climb up a lot of stairs and it's played for comedy. Sophie's very old. And also she meets, this is the point where she meets this dog mm-hmm. and has to carry the dog up who is like somehow extremely heavy. Mm-hmm. Also, we learn later can kind of fly, but like <laughs> refused to like made Sophie carry him up the stairs, yeah. which is good. Um, but, uh, the, with the waist, I don't, I don't know if there's any way to say this. She's very fat, mm-hmm. right? And the movie makes this grotesque spectacle mm-hmm. of her climbing the stairs. Um, and part of it is, fra- you know, the, the Witch of the Waste is super old, but very vain and trying to, like, you know, maintain this, like, superficial appearance. And, like, kind of, she has, like, all these, like, weird shadow people who do all her work for her, right? Um, who are, they're like a spell, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like slaves, necessarily. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um <laughs> But, um, so to put it, like, generously to the movie, um, it's, you know, trying to, like, oh, she's really vain, and she doesn't really understand, like, the life of, like, you know, because Sophie also has a hard time climbing the stairs, Mm -hmm. right? And the movie doesn't make fun of her. Um, but it does, it does, like, yeah, like, it's played comedic, but also just sort of, like, look at how gross this person is in a way that I think is, like, really dehumanizing. And, like, and the, the good thing is that, like, that character ends up, I think, in a really compassionate place, mm-hmm. in a place that um, does not feel, like, actively bad, right? Um, you know, th- there's more, like, it'd be one thing if this was the, like, if we just had the scene where she turned Sophie into an old woman and the scene, and that's all we yeah. see in the movie, right? <laughs> yeah. 
like that is a different movie and but yeah i just don't think there's really any way to excuse it right like it is mm-hmm. just kind of gross and fat phobic like there's no you yeah. know so that was my that was my yike. I don't think that like ties into a lot of the thematic stuff in this movie. Although I guess it's also noting that like Howell and Sophie are both like very slim and attractive, right? <laughs> in sort of a general sense, but you know. But yeah, so that's my yike. Yeah. Now tell us about your yike. So my yike, we so we watched um we've been watching all of these movies in the Japanese, um, with the English subtitles. And so I had Billy Crystal as Cal- Calcifer burned into my brain. Yeah, understandable. Because um, so. I think he was, he's very good. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and like, I just, you know, way back when I grew so attached to that. And so watching it this time, I just kept hearing <laughs> Billy Crystal. Um, and like, I think I, I really enjoyed the actor for Calcifer in this. Um, it's, you know, like kind of a similar vibe. Um, but, like, different enough where it's, like, I can appreciate it on its own. Um, however, it was just, it was almost distracting every time he spoke. And I was like, oh, it's, it's not Billy Crystal. <laughs> um, and he, even there's, like, a couple times where, I mean, like, the language is different, obviously, right? Yeah. Because they'll, you know, that's just how it is <laughs> um, in right. translations. Yeah. Um, but it was like, oh, I knew those lines, like right. those exact words in Billy Crystal's voice, and now it's just something completely different. Yeah, or the, I mean, the, the thing I think I noticed specifically was um, when Sophie sort of coerces Calcifer into cooking for them because mm-hmm. he's just like a little fire, mm-hmm. you know, on like he's like a big old fireplace, right? Um, and so, you know, Sophie like puts the pan over him, mm-hmm. and he's like, like, oh, I'm gonna burn your bacon, is like what it says on the. You know, and the sometimes you read, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, in the English. In the English, Billy Crystal says, "May all your bacon burn." Yeah, which is so good. <laughs> right, which is like there's sort of a, you know, and part of it is like you can, you know, when you know understand the language that is being spoken, mm-hmm. you can like hear the enunciation in a way that like mm-hmm. and understand like the emphasis on different words, and you know, like maybe that line is very funny in Japanese in a <laughs> yeah. way that, like, we could not pick up on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, that was the classic one and stuff. And so it was just a little distracting throughout. Yeah. My, my like also relates to Calcifer. Um, so, you know, as we watch these movies, I put in notes like, oh, this is a possible like, this is a possible like, um, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And stuff. And I wrote, like, on like, three or four separate occasions, um, a possible yike being... A possible uh, like yeah. being Calcifer eating various <laughs> things. <laughs> um, and stuff, so, just in general, all, any single time Calcifer yeah. eats something in this movie, I love it. Um, and it's there's good. When sometimes they'll, like, pass him little pieces of wood... Um, to keep the fire going, and he just, like, kind of nibbles on it, like, chomps down the stick. There's yeah, it's one like t- a chocolate bar or something, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's one part where he, like, grabs a really big one, um, so, you know, if you've ever, like, built a fire, like, sometimes you put on the, like, at the end you put on the big pieces that don't, like, burn up, you know, immediately. Right, it's, but yeah, because it, you know. It yeah. helps build it, um, so that he just, like, sticks it in his mouth and like chomps down around it but like doesn't eat it because it's too big um it's very good um when Hal is cooking he like feeds the eggshells to calcifer yeah just like like nom nom noms on them yeah um Mm -hmm. he eats sophie's hair 
Brandon's in is it's so Right, they good. make sort of a midi pact. Right? Yes. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. It fills me with so much joy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think this is... Maybe we can just sort of lead from that. Mm-hmm. I think this is a movie that has a lot of sort of, like, quiet... I mean, this is something these movies are good at, right? Mm-hmm. That, like, emphasis sort of, like, domesticity mm-hmm. on, like, sort of building, like, making, you know, people, there's reasons people, like, will have gifts, gifts on Tumblr, <laughs> like, whole gift sets that are just, like, Ghibli food, you know, yeah. or whatever, right? And I feel like this movie is sort of, like, the ultimate overload of, like, that stuff. Yeah. Right? Where it's, like, so much just, like, like, you know, you have this whole scene where Sophie's just, like, cleaning stuff. And there's, like, cooking scenes and, like, and Calcifer. And even, like, the more magical touches, like, Calcifer is obviously this, like, really, you know, mm-hmm. there's moments, you know, really magical force, right? And there's moments in the movie where magic is, like, really emotional and sort of strange and, like, surreal and surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also never really, it's not like, this is how, like, here are the rules of how magic works, right? Yeah. And never, things just happen, right? Yeah. Um, but Calcifer, like, still gets these moments where he's just like, oh, I'm a thing, that has to consume to live. Yeah. You know? It's very good. Yeah. Um, it's like a thing that I enjoy in this movie is how mundane the magic is. Even though it, like, seems to be, like, kind of rare, at least, like, in certain places. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. in Sophie's town, um, everybody's, like, whispering about Hal and the Witch yeah. of the Waste, and it's, like, scary. And it's right, like, and they, they, like, see Howl's castle, mm-hmm. you know, but none of them have met Howl, at least knowingly. Yeah, right? and, like, like they don't seem to, like, understand magic um, and stuff, but then, like, in um, in one of the portal portal towns um, that, like, Howl works out of, yeah. where he's Jenkins, there's, like, a little girl who comes to knock at the door and she's like a regular you know it's right, like mom yeah. sent me to pick up this spell and whatever right um and stuff and so at least in certain um areas of this world like magic is like commonplace and mundane um and still special and super scary yeah <laughs> as well mm-hmm. um but yes i just love the ways that magic is like used to cook and to clean or even like um when sophie is cleaning the castle she's not doing it through magic like right but um she just has like this fervor about her um and like markle makes a comment to somebody on the street (laughs) they're like oh like what's going on (laughs) and the line he says he's like a witch rages inside (laughs) um right (laughs) and stuff and so just like treating like that like power and control, like, over your own space, like, as a type of magic. Yeah. Um, it, like, really appeals to me because I'm, like... Well, and I think that actually ties in really nicely to some of the thematics that was going on in the movie. Um, because I, I think, like, something I kept thinking about is how Howell's castle looks like a heart. Mm-hmm. You know, it has all these different chambers and sort of, like, like it's this, you know, this, like big living thing. Like, it has all these, it has a mouth and, you know, all these chimneys and stuff, right? Um, and it feels like almost like this, yeah, this living like thing that like falls apart and then it's rebuilt. And like, that's sort of the, you know, the whole movie is like Howell, mm-hmm. like getting cleaned up and like finding <laughs> his, you know, and like, you know, getting his heart back in a yeah. way that's like beautiful and sustainable. And then like, you know, can, is free, right. In a way that the moving castle is not right. So the whole movie, but I think like, yeah, that's sort of like Sophie brings this like, like self-control mm-hmm. and like discipline to Howell's life that, like, enables him to sort of, like, get out of his destructive behaviors, right? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Those 
beautiful thoughts. Yeah. yeah. As a witch. <laughs> um, right, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I would just love to, yeah, I think, you know, what you said, like, self-control as, like, and I think intention as well. Um, right, yeah. As, like, a form of magic. And, you know, not, like, literally and like metaphysically changing the world around you but like having you know a real impact on your life um i just want to be a witch this whole movie i mean this is this is a thought i've been having for months yeah (laughs) not brought about by this movie right i've just been reading witch books yes send me send me your recommendations for book books on you know witches 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 modern witches not modern witches all, all kinds of, of witches yeah. all kinds of witches uh send them to me um yeah that's the whole time we were watching this movie i was just thinking about i was like oh i need gotta get me some more spell books yeah mm-hmm. i have i have one yeah you do you do have one spell book <laughs> yeah true it's pretty small yeah it's a small spell book but yeah anyway um yeah so i mean i think i mean i feel like a lot of this movie is also about you know, like, um, Howell and everybody, you know, kind of becoming, like, a found family, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of being driven together by circumstance um, and not by, like, birthright, you know, um, but sort of... And this is also, like, Sophie, like, you know, is friends with her sister, who shows mm-hmm. the, the movie, and her mom is, you know, I think loves her, but also betrays her to Solomon. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a point, point that we didn't bring up in the summary, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not super incidental to the plot. It's super yeah. important. I mean. Um, but, yeah. So I think I've, Sophie sort of becomes this this glue that binds these people together and, like, mm-hmm. enables them to find ways to love each other. Yeah. Right? Um, there's a sense in which Sophie is kind of a mom. Yes. In this movie. We, we yes. talked a little <laughs> bit about moms. Mm-hmm. Ghibli moms. Yeah. Um, yeah, however, like, it doesn't feel, um, she's definitely a mom, but it does not feel, like, gendered to me. No. Um, what? It's not like, oh, like, she brought us all together because she's a, she's a woman. Right. That's what we were missing. Yeah. You know? Right. No, I don't um, think it does feel, well, it also helps that, in this, that Howell is so feminine. Mm-hmm. And is, like, given, like, like... Sophie is, you know, the careful, measured, like, you know, I mean, she's she's emotional. She cries a lot in this movie, mm-hmm. right? But she's the more rational of the two of them, yeah. right? And, like, Howl is sort of vain and particular mm-hmm. and, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's, you know, none of, neither of these people feel like, oh, these are, like, representatives of, like, you know, a heterosexual union, <laughs> right? Like, this is, you know, they're both, like, sort of characterized in different ways you know they're real people right Mm -hmm. and how in particular like you know comes off as a very like you know i mean he's super effeminate right Mm -hmm. and has kind of these like you know feminine mannerisms and habits right and that like and his outfits and his outfits yeah i will (laughs) say that like so yeah i dressed up as howell it's so like a school dance you know like a few years ago Mm -hmm. i mean a while ago when i was in high school um, and yeah, that was like the first thing where I was like, wow, I kind of like dressing like feminine, mm-hmm. you know? So there you so go. I had a little earring. I didn't pierce my ears. I just had like a little hook on thing mm-hmm. and I loved it. 
So there you go. <laughs> there we go. So yeah, like it's the thing is like there's um yeah there's, there's stuff I hear that I think I want to dig into, but I think it yeah. does it does help the the sense that like is this isn't a turf movie. Right, and I guess what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> this isn't a movie. This is not a gender essentialist movie. Yeah. Right? Um, at least in, in broad, broadly speaking. Uh-huh. And I think, like, yeah, it's, I think that's important when, like, so much, especially in the beginning of, like, Sophie's relationship within the castle is about, like, her cleaning. Yeah. Right? And stuff. And it's, like, I I could imagine somebody say it's like oh like look at Howl and Markle and Calcifer like this this house of boys that are yeah. all messy and gross and right. stuff and like no, I think it's just like Howl is like really self absorbed right yeah. and you know mm-hmm. and Markle is a baby child <laughs> um, right. and Calcifer can't leave the har- the hearth yeah so it's like you need like you need. Like, you needed somebody else to enter, right? And, like, Sophie, like, perhaps, like, you know, because she feels, she's like, oh, like, the only thing I can offer is cleaning, right? Like, she says that. Yeah. Um, But obviously, like, that's not true. Right. Well, I think that that kind of shows itself when Howell, like, changes the house, mm-hmm. right? And, like, makes the house something that is more, you know, that she can use, right, in a more real way, right? Yeah. And that brings out... The parts of her, you know, like, the the space itself, like, I mean, very literally, right? Because it's, like, magical, like, growing rooms and stuff. Mm-hmm. I love the sound when the toilet pops up <laughs> in that scene. It's just like a swoop. It's like a good something. scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, and so, like, the space literally changes, right? According to, like, her specifications in a way that, like, yeah, that's not sort of, like, I, I feel like a lot of how, I mean, if you were to write this kind of domesticity as oppressive, right? Mm-hmm. And if, you know, intentionally or not, right, you would, you would talk about the house being a confining space, mm-hmm. right? And you would, and like, you know, and maybe, you know, maybe in your, in the like unwoke version of this or whatever, <laughs> that would be a bad thing. I mean, that would be a good thing. It's like, oh yes, the woman is like learning her place and, you know, but it's not like she is um, changing that space in a, in a real way, yeah. right? And that how will like resist at first, but then eventually leans into, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. From here, do you want to talk more on, like, the gender elements or the family stuff? Uh, let's talk about the family stuff, mm-hmm. I think. I mean, you have something here? I don't know if I have anything more to say about it. I just, and I, I think we might have slightly different opinions. I think this movie works way better as, like, a love story of a found family, like, coming right. together, like, all the different aspects, um, rather than, like the romance well, I do between think, Sophie um, and Howell. I do think Sophie's and Howell's romance suffers a little bit from, like, it does not get a ton of screen time, mm-hmm. right? Um, and the, like, you know, the end of the movie, even though sort of like the emotional climax, I think, is like Sophie seeing Howell in the past, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, the end of the movie is like them coming together as a family, like the, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, a lot of the screen time is focused on that like those interpersonal relationships as opposed to like Sophie and Hal. But, 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 um, Sophie seeing Hal in the past, I mean, I think it's just like, it's just my bullshit, I guess. <laughs> Cause, you know, y'all know I love Cloud Atlas. Mm-hmm. Y'all know I love, I, you know, your name. Yeah, I was like, there's right? a little your name in yeah, there. Yeah, there's a little your name that in it. Well, just like stuff that like messes with sort of like traditional notions of time and space and how that stuff works. 
it's just my thing. Mm-hmm. And so I was crying. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. In that scene. And I think, like, also, I think Howell, um, there's a situation where Howell sees himself as, as monstrous, right? And this is very literally, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like, he turns into a big bird person, right? Yeah. Um, and there's a there's another really great scene where Sophie goes up to Howell's room and it's all changed, right? It's mm-hmm. sort of just, like, very messy, but sort of gorgeous, like, plethora of, like, magical objects and stuff. Yes. Um, and it's just, like, this big dirt tunnel and Howell's, like, you know, just a big bird in there. And, uh, um, I'm trying to remember what the English voice act. Christian Bale oh, yeah. do, does this Batman voice, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, in the English dub. And so, but, like, so, you know, holds, like, a candle in the dark, right? And she's, like, you know, there's something that I think is just really, like, beautiful and compelling about those images, um, in a way that just, yeah, like, super works for me. And so, like, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from, that I think, like, you know, there's not, like, a lot of, like, time spent on that relationship. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, for me, it's, like, all I really needed are these these yeah. moments, right? And that's, you know. Yeah. Oh, I hear you, and, like, hear you talk about it. I'm like, oh, I, lo- I love you. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? And I love you talking about this stuff. Um, for me, because, like, I think all those things you mentioned um, happen after um, the point where Sophie visits Suleiman. Um, and she starts out the scene, like, as an old woman, right? And right, so She's yeah. like, I am Pendragon's mother, and stuff, and, like... Um, and Suleiman is kind of, like, criticizing Hal, you know, and, like, Sophie starts getting defensive, and, like, the more that she, like, talks about Hal, and she's, like, very impassioned, um, like, the younger and younger she gets. Yeah. And, like, what she doesn't realize. Um, and Suleiman is like, oh, like, you're in love, (laughs) you know? Or she's like, oh, you're, like, Pendragon's mother (laughs) is in love. Like, she's, like, joking, you know, because she's being sarcastic or facetious. Um... Right. And stuff. Mm-hmm. I think I think even the the witch of the waste, like on their way up, she's like, Oh, you love Howl and stuff and it's like they've have not had like all those moments that do I think have these beautiful nuggets of stuff, like right. happen after that, you know, and before there's like not too much stuff and it's like, Oh, like I guess she loves him <laughs> Um and we see like all that stuff happen yeah. after, but like for me there's just like well, there was Not that. Much. Oh, again. I mean, again. I think this. This. There's this beat where Howell, you know, like at this point, like Sophie's just like sleeping in the closet. Mm-hmm. There's like a closet that has like you know like a futon laid out or whatever. Yeah. Right. And Howell like peeks in the curtain, and she when she's asleep, she's a young woman, yes. right? And he sees her, mm-hmm. right? And I I think like a lot of that has to do with like, I, mean, I guess you could read this as like. I don't know, ageist or something. I don't really know. <laughs> but like, but I think a lot of it is when, when Sophie becomes younger, it's like when she's like, I mean, part of it's like this love, this special love, but also mm-hmm. when she's more herself, right? When yes. she's sort of like confident in but even, who she is, right? But even with that, like she's asleep. She doesn't know that that's happening. No, right? Yeah. And stuff. And so then like for, and like maybe that's the thing. Maybe everybody else is commenting yeah. on how she's in love and she doesn't realize it yet. But like, yeah, the movie just does not start out that like doesn't build yeah. a good enough foundation for those later beats. Well, yeah, she, I don't know if I totally agree. Yeah, that's what <laughs> but, I that's yeah. what I said. We're yeah, not going to agree on this. Yeah, but I I mean I think like that that moment when uh, Howell, you know, so Sophie cleans the bathroom. 
Mm-hmm. And Howell's hair gets messed up. It turns like <laughs> yeah. red because she, like, m- she like like organized the, the spells or something. And yeah, stuff. and so and he's like, oh, I'm okay, what's the point of living if I can't be beautiful? Mm-hmm. And like summons the dark spirits and just gets all slimy and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is like, like I never gotta be beautiful, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And like this is also a moment where she turns younger, right? Mm-hmm. And she goes out and just cries yeah. in the rain. Um, then she comes back in, and it's like, well, I guess I gotta clean Howl up, right? Mm-hmm. And then I think that's a moment where, like, that I like is Howl's being, you know, really callous and self-absorbed, right, and selfish, um, but Sophie is still attracted to him, because there's yes. the slimy butt. Yes, it is a good example of her love for him, but why? <laughs> why? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know if there has to be a reason. <laughs> I just... You know? You know, I want reasons in the beginning right all right that's fair yeah um yeah because i you know as like love like grows and stuff i think you know there are like not always logical explanations for the things that you do or like reasons um for why or how you care um and stuff but like i like seeing you know in the beginning yeah like you know what what leads to that there has to be like a foundation well what about what about the scene where they uh where they, I mean, but the thing is, I, th- I think, I think I know where you're going to go, because there's a scene when they first mm-hmm. meet Howell, and she's kind of this magical experience with him, yeah. right? That's like, that's not love, that's infatuation, yeah. right? That's sort of like, and also he is like, being like, oh, I'll be a cool guy and make this girl's day, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, it's I not, don't like there that is scene. No, <laughs> I like it, but there's, yeah, there's no intent there of, yeah. um, of like a further relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Especially from him. But I think, you know, she is entranced by him. But that's a very, that's, you know, that's not, yeah, again, that's not love. And she also becomes, like, disillusioned to some degree with this, you know, which is live with the guy. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> you know? Perfectly yeah. normal thing to experience a human relationship. Yeah. I'll just say, yeah, like, the moments that got me, um, as far as, like, you know, I didn't cry in this movie, but I was like, ooh. Yeah. Um, the moments where that happened to me um, was... Um, there's a part where, um, so Sophie's mother comes to visit. Yeah. And, um, and she's like, oh, you should, like, move back in with me and my new husband. Like, you don't have to be a cleaning lady, um, and stuff. Like, you can come live with your family. And she's like, no, like, I want to, I want to stay here. Like, I like being here. Yeah. Um, and Markle, being a child, like, doesn't, like, you know catch everything that's happening right and stuff and so he's all he's like grumpy and he's like oh like you're gonna leave us and she's like no like i'm not gonna you know why do that and stuff and he just like clutches on to her skirts and he's like don't leave us sophie i love you you know and stuff like you're part of the family um well i also love that because he's in that moment he's wearing the um he has a disguise disguise where he gets a big beard and Mm -hmm. stuff um and then when he embraces her it, it like vanishes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, anyway, it's just a really, it's, it's yeah. one of these miniature moments where it's like, oh, like someone's true character is revealed. Through, yeah. You know. It's so, it's, it's very good. And yeah. stuff, and they just like reaffirm to each other that like they're a family and stuff. And I love right. that. Um, and there's like another, I think it's when, um, Heen and Granny join up with them. Um, 
and I can't remember exactly how it goes, but, like, Hal makes a comment where he says, like, seems like everyone in our family is a little complicated. Yeah. Um, and that, like, really struck me, like, and stuff. He's, like, acknowledging that, like, he's got, like, his own shit to deal with. Um, right. And also, but also, like, there's a lot going on. Like, yeah. <laughs> everybody, like, has problems, but, like, they're all like, willing to stay together and, like, work through that and stuff. Like, those were the moments that, like, really just, like, spoke to me and, like, about love and stuff. So, yeah, that's just how I feel. Yeah, no, I don't, I think that's valid, Mm -hmm. you know. I just, I'm just a big old romantic. This is part of the thing. Mm -hmm. I can confirm. Um, Yeah, well, do you want to talk about gender? Let's talk about gender. Exclamation point. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, we talked a little bit about this earlier, how Howell's very feminine, um, and, uh, yeah, I kind of want to talk about this scene. So when Howell first meets Sophie, mm-hmm. she's getting hit on by these two guards. Yeah, she's, I'd say it's more than, like, being, she's being cornered yes, by them. Yeah. It's like, they are is, ostensibly is, hitting on her, but right. it is very threatening. Yes, yeah, and, like, she, you know, and she's repeatedly like, hey, I don't want to, I want to you know, I just want to buy some flour, or I want to see my sister, right? Yeah. And they're like, hey, you're pretty. Yeah, like, they, yeah, like, like, won't let her pass. Like, right. Mm-hmm. And so the Howell shows up and, like, grabs her shoulder and is like, hey, she's my girlfriend, and y'all should leave, and he, like, you know, makes them march away, right? Mm-hmm. Magically. Magically, yeah. Anyway, and so, um, there's thing about, like, the, you know, both these men are, like, very square-jawed, one of them is, like, a big mustache, and they're so, like, towering, and Howell's just, like, about the same size as Sophie. And it's, like, this, like, very petite, you know, yes. like, slender thing who, like, shows up and then is, like, able to, like, exercise power over them. Mm-hmm. Right? And I don't think, I don't think this is, like, I don't know. I just think that's interesting. I don't know if I have, like, a another thought than that. But there's, like, obviously, like, you know, some sort of, like, Howell maybe acts as sort of a counter to, like, these, like, evil masculine things or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, especially since, like, in the family, there's, like, nobody who, like, really reads as, like, intensely. You know, even, even the turnip, the prince, is such a pretty boy. You know, <laughs> yes. they're all these, like, yeah, and so, I don't know, there's something there. I don't know if I know exactly how to unpack it. Mm-hmm. But you had, a, you had a counterpoint. So, maybe this isn't fair. Yeah. Um, but that whole scene was making me think of Twilight. No, I think I see where you're getting at this. Yeah. um, (laughs) That was a big mark in the timestamp. Anyway, continue. Um, So, yeah, because, yeah, Howell's like, oh, like, these are bad guys, but I'm a nice guy. (laughs) And I'm going to sneak up behind you and physically grab you. Yeah. And, you know, and stuff. And, like, it's hard because, like, a lot of times, like, that's, like, what people say like you should do like being an active bystander right like if you see somebody who's like in a situation like coming up and even if they don't know you being like oh hey like yeah pretending you know know i yeah i'm gonna help you and stuff but like let me just tell you like in the real world (laughs) like i don't know if that would like go as smoothly um as it does and it's still like yeah it's like edward you know uh, you know, again, 
it's a little extreme, Twilight's a little more extreme than this, but it's, like, Edward, like, stalking Bella, and oh, then being- Oh, that's right, I forgot about all this, with <laughs> and the bikers? Yes, oh like, my God. when she's surrounded, she's, like, being trapped, like, by these bikers, and, like, he's been, fo- Edward's been following her, because, like, he knew who she was gonna get in trouble, or whatever, yeah, yeah. and stuff, so then he, like, rolls up in his fancy car, and, like, scares them off, and, um, and, like, takes her, and- <laughs> And, and then, like, drives at 110 miles, you know? Yeah, sorry. I'm um, just thinking about that scene to play in Dynamite where, like, Pedro's brothers oh, yes. are in the, like, big muscle car. Mm-hmm. Anyway, is that movie good? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Somebody does. Somebody's watched it recently. Um, Not me, though. Um, yeah, so I'll just say, like, it's it still feels... Um, Right, like you know, how is not very masculine yeah. at all, as we've discussed. As we've discussed, yeah. Um, but like in that scene, it still felt like a little. Well, and there there is an element of like, you know, he unwittingly puts Sophie in danger, mm-hmm. right, and then does not protect her when the Witch of the Waste shows up, yeah. right. And so, like, I I do think there's an element of that scene that's suppo- like. Like, Howell's not the person he becomes at the end of that movie. Yeah, no, point, and right? I, I, like, I, yeah. you know, not holding him to the standard of, like, right, where he yeah. ends up. Um, but, yeah, just, even, like, I just thought now, like, I- imagining myself as Sophie, like, being threatened by these men, and then, like, this wizard comes and saves me, but, like, seeing him, like, use magic to, like, restrain their bodies and, like, move them yeah. and stuff, and then he just, like grabs like, a hold of her and, like, moves her, and she's, it's like, oh, I don't, yeah. I don't want to be in that spot. Right. No, and you, you know, I mean, yeah, he doesn't, you know, let it be said, he doesn't, he doesn't do anything. Yeah. You know, on, on toward, mm-hmm. or, yeah, he just kind of, he, I mean, he takes her where she's going, you know, but yeah, but, like, there is, yeah, mm-hmm. that's still that element, yeah. I think. No, I, I don't think that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess there's also the scene, I don't feel like I have anything, but there's a scene where he pretends to be the king. Mm-hmm. At some point, the real king shows up. Yes, I do like this contrast. <laughs> right. So, the, you know, he's, I'm trying to remember what he says, because he's like, we should stop the war. Yeah, well, he's something. very, he's very eloquent and like, yeah, but also like heartfelt, you know. Right. And then the real king shows up and he's like, ha, we're going to get these bastards next time. And he's like, <laughs> crum- you know, crumpling paint and he's just like this big, you know, boisterous. He's like, I don't know. Uh, what's the guy from Looney Tunes? The oh, red mustache. Yosemite Sam. Yosemite Sam. It's kind of that energy, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so, like, there is this contrast between Howell, who's also this person who's been, like, recruited, trying to be, you know, like, there's a sense in which Suleiman's, like, actively trying to exploit him. Mm-hmm. And also, like, all our assistants are all these, like, young boys who look like Howell. I am so worried and about it, those boys. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's scary, right? In a way that, like, you get this sense that, like, Howell was used and abused by her, mm-hmm. right? In sort of a, I, I think, in a kind of a societal, like, military complex sense, right? Um, and that maybe these boys are also being used in that way. And it's, yeah, it's, like, kind of scary, right? That whole scene with Suleiman's, like, kind of freaky. Right? Yeah. And so, sure. um, yeah, so I feel like that's a moment that I think, you know, and this is also further along in his, you know, because she's shown up to this appointment, right? Doing mm-hmm. something in a way that maybe he wouldn't have earlier. You know? Well, yeah. Um, yeah, he explicitly says that. Because um, Sophie's like, I thought you weren't, I thought you were too afraid to come to the meeting. Yeah. And he's like, no, like, knowing you would be there gave me the courage to do it. You know? Yeah. Oh, they're in love. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's a good move. Um, we should talk about something that's really important. 
Okay. Which is that Howell's so hot. He is so hot. He's preposterously hot. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have any further thoughts on that. But I think actually, like, there's... he. I mean, I don't... He is so slender that you can't really give him, like, a good butt shot. But there is a shot that's, like, very low to the ground, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I don't know. The way Howell is shot in this movie is, like, not... I, I You know, I don't want to, like, go... You know, I don't know if it's, like, gazy. Yeah. Anyway, but it is, like, sexy, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And, like, it's yeah, sort of a very natural see. way. His butt. We do get to see his, his butt. Naked butt. Yeah. And like that is a moment where I think like yeah, there's sort of like Sophie's like, oh, like I like, you know, it's it's kind of like I feel like in it, you know, it there's a lot of movies where you'd have the opposite thing mm-hmm. where, you know, the the male romantically walks in, the female romantically in the shower or undressing or mm-hmm. whatever, right? And this is just um you know, it's nice to have a moment like that that's not that's the other way around, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, and I I like how it plays because like Sophie Sophie is beautiful. Yeah. For um. Sure. However, like she does, we've talked a little bit about how like all of our ladies, you know, look very similar. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. In their face and everything, and Sophie does look different. Like I don't think I can exactly like put in pin on it yeah like her her eyes are like smaller and narrower like i feel like she has like a sharper like chin that's true i mean it does help that she her face changes so much because there's all these continual stages of like different ages and stuff right also that like there's so much variation within her (laughs) right yeah that she and i think i think you know most of these characters we talked about really feel like whole Mm -hmm. women right i think it's difficult like yeah but it is nice to see that, like, sort of visually replicated in a way as yeah. well, right? Mm-hmm. It's, like, a nice... Yeah, it's just, like, it, um... There's, like, a difference. Because I think in most of the other movies, it's, like, the girls are, like, very, like, beautiful. Yeah. And the boys are, like, you know, cute. and But, like, you know, like, homely and, you know, like, realist, you know, like... Right. They're, like, yeah. living in the real world. And stuff, right? And like, well, Howl like, is just yeah. staggeringly beautiful, and like, right. Sophie is different looking. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's. I mean, you even see that like Castle in the Sky, where it's like literally she falls from the heavens, <laughs> right? Yes. And then is very happy because she is a human being. Yes. Um, but you know, yeah, um, yeah. And also, like, I mean, Howl sort of has a similar flexibility mm-hmm. um, because he turns into a bird, and I think like. There's this really great shot where there's several scenes where Howell's sort of flying over war zones and fighting other wizards and stuff as sort of like intermittent things. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a scene where Howell flies over these warships and they he like he like kind of looks like the warships, right? Yeah. Since he's being like assumed or sort of consumed or brought into this conflict that he doesn't really want to be a part of, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really, it's really great. Yeah. I don't know if I have another thought about that, but that's it's neat. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we could talk a little about violence. Yes. You have some violent thoughts about violence in this movie? A little Conflict. bit. So, because I, I also noticed the shots you were talking about where um, Howl is, like, explicitly, like, visually compared to the warships. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just interesting because he is, he, like, is so adamant about, like, not fighting in this war. Um, and kind of, like, just doing stuff to, like, you know, kind of intervene in it without, like, doing, um, being, like, part of either side. 
Um, but there's, like, a part in the movie where they see a warship, and Sophie's like, oh, is it, is it us or the enemy? And Hal says, what difference does it make? <laughs> right? Because right, yeah. he's, like, condemning both sides. However, like, like, what does, what difference does it make if it's Hal right. <laughs> or the soldiers? Yeah. Like, not to be, like, blowing up the Death Star killed all those people. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, there's just, like, a horrifying scene where he's attacking um, he's attacking one of the ships. Yeah. And, like, he's, like, he's transformed, like, beyond, like, the bird monster into, like, right. this, like, demon-looking thing. Yes, and he's, like, yeah. he's, like, ripping it up and, like, throwing, you know, like, yeah. all these things, mm-hmm. like, like, killing all these people and stuff, right. like, in the name of, you know, like, not fighting and not killing people, <laughs> right? And stuff, right. and so, like, yeah, what difference does it make, like, Tweet. Like, you know, like, like what, I don't know if I have a... Well, yeah, well, I think, I think there is a difference ending. there that, like, Howell's not attacking civilians, right? Mm-hmm. And he's not bombing cities, right? Yeah. Things like that. And it's also, like, the, you know, it's really, because, like, the world is so vibrant, right? And then you go to these war zones, it's just so hellish. It's like, mm-hmm. it looks like hell. Like, literally, like, Dante's Inferno. <laughs> yeah. Like, black mm-hmm. soot and burning flesh right it's mm-hmm. like that's you know visually what um but i do think you're onto something though because because like how is kind of unable to like he i guess he kind of escapes these systems at the end through sophie and through you know his regaining of his heart right but all the mechanisms that led to the war are still there mm-hmm. right and like it's like this happy beautiful coincidence that like things sort of work out but like you know Suleiman's still in charge mm-hmm. right She's still there doing her thing. She's like, oh, this war is so foolish, but it's like, yeah. she enabled it, right? Mm-hmm. I think there is like a sense. I think actually like this movie reminded me more of The Wind Rises than I was expecting, which, um, you know, I shouldn't talk too much about because I haven't <laughs> seen that yet. But like, I feel like that's a similar thing where it's like, oh, all this stuff, this bad, these bad things feel really inescapable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and sort of consume the characters in a way that like, like this movie ends very, you know, joyfully. But, and I, I feel like also, it also reminded me a lot more Porco Rosso than I expected, um, because it's so, you know, this is another, like, idealized Europe that is, like, drowning in sort of fascism <laughs> and, like, you know, eminent military conflict, yeah. right? Well, it, like, it was almost the exact same scene when there's, like, a military parade going through yes, as Porco yeah. Rosso, and, like, Sophie turns down the alley. I was like, this is this was exactly <laughs> in yes. Porco Rosso. Right, yeah, this exact thing, um, right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, this, in many ways, this movie just feels like, yeah, there's a lot of Kojima being, you know, honest bullshit. Not mm-hmm. Kojima, pardon me. <laughs> Miyazaki. I mean, you know, both, uh, problematic old, old, old auteurs, so. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. Is there anything else you have to say? I don't know if I've got a whole lot of stuff here. No, I think, I don't know. I, <laughs> um... Just to end off, before we get to our question, yes. we have a question. We do have a question. Um, so something I've learned about podcasting, for all you podcasters, or aspiring, more likely aspiring ones. Um, <laughs> we got some, some podcasts listen to us. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm giving advice. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Fair be, enough. Which Fair enough. more accomplished people probably already know. Um, yeah. I, have, I have a problem where, because we... After we watch the movie, we like to talk a bunch. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, we should save it for the pod. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. It's a, but I, I'm upset that I gave, I got, I did get a 
good laugh out of you with the Twilight. Yes, you did. Um, you did get a good laugh. That was pretty good. Um, but I wish we could have captured when um, one of the first times when we see the castle moving and it has all these like different intricate parts and it's it's really impressive and stuff. And it just made me like wish so badly. And I said this aloud, you know, for a uh, for a Studio Ghibli Mortal Engines movie. Yeah. And Grace lost it. <laughs> 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 yeah, so like that, so I have not seen the the actual movie that was made. Yeah, neither. Um, but we both like that book a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like there's a, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Like there's a lot of flying machines. Mm-hmm. And there's just, yeah, that would be a cool movie. It would be so cool. And like, you know, grappling with systems of power. Yeah. You know, no. and you're placing them. Would it be it would be a great movie. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Man, I we should we should watch that Mortal Engines movie sometime because I'm I'm still like this sounds so weird. Mm-hmm. This is like uh, I guess like maybe this is just me resisting pop feminism, but that's for putting it very generously. So the the ma- the book has like a male character and a female character, and the movie focuses on the female character, where the book mm-hmm. focuses on the male character, um, which is fine. But it does change what that movie would theoretically be about in a yeah. huge way. Mm-hmm. Um, because so much of the book is about this person who's really privileged, like, recognizing the ways in which they're privileged and how, mm-hmm. you know, the, the things that they believe have really harmed people. Um, I think all that stuff is, like, really compelling. And so, like, I don't know what... I don't know what you do if you're making a different... You're just making something that's really different, and that's totally okay. Um, and it sounds like maybe it didn't work out. <laughs> if people yeah. don't like that movie much, but... You know, anyway, that's anyway, a whole tangent. Digression. Um, yeah. The other thing, after after I lost that beautiful reaction, yeah. Uh, the other the thing I kept under my hat was, um, is is the turnip prince a himbo? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I feel like, you know. <laughs> This is a family show. <laughs> is it? I, no, no. But but I do I do try not to say. Like I did swear this episode, but I try I try to leave that to a minimum minimum. You know, I feel like the turnip head's a fuck boy. Oh. I feel like that's what. Oh, he's too sweet. Man, well, that's the thing is you don't know. We don't. No, know. you know what? You know what? No. Maybe you're right though. No, actually. yeah, because. Okay, here's here's my logic. Right, okay. One, t- he is this. so pretty. He's, he's so pretty. pretty. And, like, he, as, as like, a turnip, he, like, does all this, like, dashing things, you know, yes, and helps yeah. Sophie out and stuff. Um, but he, like, is transformed back into his human self um, when Sophie, like, gives him a kiss. And the granny's like, he's like, oh, you broke the spell. And the granny's oh, like, right. oh, yes, you had to receive a kiss from your true love. But, you know, she's with Hal and stuff. And, like, for a second, he's, like, sad looking. He's yeah. all like, mm. But then um, he's like, well, you know, <laughs> you're you're with Hal. I guess I'm going to go back to my country you know, you, and you know, stop you, the war. You might be right, yeah. I, th- yeah. I think I'm, I'm coming around to your uh, perspective yeah. here. So he's just a, a dumb pretty boy. Yeah. I'm gonna, uh, Very sweet. We'll see what I end up doing with that F-bomb. Because <laughs> um, maybe I'll do something with it. <laughs> um, anyway, so we, we got a question from yeah. Max. Mm-hmm. Max, um, they, and who coincidentally is on a podcast that's on our same network. Yeah. Um, play by podcast. Yeah, it's an actual play podcast. It's mm-hmm. pretty neat. Uh, yeah. I have not listened to the second season, 
mm-hmm. at all yet. Um, but they play a bird girl mm-hmm. in the first season, and it's pretty cool. Um, so, uh, yeah. Oh, so, do you yeah, want to go? I was going to ask the question. Go ahead. Since ask the question. Since, I, since I'm the one who's going to answer mostly. Yeah, mm-hmm. that seems fair. Yeah, so they were asking, we uh, briefly mentioned that this was based on a book. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I said this is based on the book, Howl's Moving Castle by Diana Wynne-Jones. Correct. Um, and they were wondering how um, how we felt about the changes that the movie makes from the book. I can't really speak to this. I have started the book multiple times. Yeah. It is a very funny and good book, as far as I know. Um, <laughs> at least the first, you know, chunk of it. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't... I don't have really complete thoughts, except that the book focuses a lot on her other sisters, and I like that. You don't like <laughs> that it focuses on her other sisters? No, I like I like oh, oh, I like, like that. that in the book, oh, okay. and that is not in it's the not movie. in the movie at all. Yeah, so, which I think is probably fine for the better. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, Lada shows up and she's kind of the same, mm-hmm. but it's also anyway. There's a whole thing with her sisters that I don't think we have time to get into. Um, I, so, I think in some ways the movie and the book are going for really different things. Um, so, the biggest, the big, big change is that there is no war in the book, as far as I remember. Mm-hmm. There is no, like, all the stuff with Howell, like, turning into a bird person, and, like, you know, this, this, like, the military apparatus and stuff is, like, not in the book. And the Witch of the Waste is also, like, much more unambiguously kind of a bad character and mm-hmm. I like the thing is I don't remember what because it kind of ends up in a very similar place where you know Hal and Sophie are in love and she's broken the agent curse and everyone's a happy family mm-hmm. right like that is very similar um but it's sort of like how you get there the last third especially is very different and the whole climax is different um and I can't remember exactly how should have like read a wikipedia article or something to refresh my memory but the thing is i do so one of the things that also is a major change is that um howell's from another world he's from like england like Mm. our england right and so the door the door that he goes to in secret in um the movie is um you know like the war zone right Mm -hmm. and in the book if i'm remembering correctly it might be there might be a different mechanic for how he gets here but is like england Mm-hmm. And, like, Sophie goes there and, like, meets Howell's family and stuff. Um, and I think that what that does to that story, to the, the story of Howell, is it makes it much more about him. about And also about maybe, like, fantasy literature. Mm-hmm. About, like, escaping and trying to, like, run away from yourself, right? Which is, like, in this movie, but it's a lot more wound up in kind of these, um, like, problems of institutional power, mm-hmm. right? And I do not think... I want to be clear, like, I do not think that makes one of these worse than the other or bad. It just makes them really different. They have different concerns. Mm-hmm. I think the movie resonates with me a bit more. And maybe that's because, like, I, I remember this movie better than I remember <laughs> the book, which I guess says something. Um, but I should read it again. I also should read the sequel. The thing I also really enjoy, I read, there was an interview with Diana Wynne-Jones at the end of the book. Mm-hmm. And she talked about how, you know, she has like models of the castle, right? And she's like I I think the way she talked about imagining it as literally like this sort of like floating castle, like mm-hmm. moving across the landscape. Uh, so it's really different than sort of this big lumbering you know. I'm like trying to... mechanical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but she really enjoyed that depiction of it and like has which, you know, strikes me as really gracious, right? Mm-hmm. Being sort of willing to 
give your work over to someone else and let them make something different with it, I think is really cool. And I, I think this is a, a situation where, you know, these, these works are in conversation with each other, I think, in a really productive way. Um, and I, I've also, this this kind of was by the way I think about adaptation in general, um, because I think it's, you know, when I was a kid, and I think this was influenced by a lot of people, because he's talking about how true, you know, how faithful an adaptation is. Uh-huh. Um, which I don't think is a very helpful or interesting way to think about adaptation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's much more helpful to think about it as like a work that is directly in conversation with the other one, and that you should talk about like how are they different, how are they similar, and that like you can do major plot and like you know di- diversions from the from the book or from the source material, and that can still be really enriching, right? Um, you know, and also just weird because I think in the age of capital that we are in, in the age where you buy rights to things, mm-hmm. you have a much stronger connection to the source material, where it's like, not nobody was like, hey, Shakespeare, like, this play you based Romeo and Juliet on, like, you know, that's kind of whack. Or like, you changed this thing, and I don't like that, <laughs> right? You know, that yeah. it was like considered uh-huh. something totally different, right? And I think that's like a uh, healthy approach to have to it. Um, I do think, though, that you... Uh, do have to sort of engage with the work. Hmm, I wonder if this is completely unrelated. I'm thinking about J.K. Rowling these days. Yes. Because yeah, we were recording this the day that J.K. Rowling tweeted, you know, tweeted came out as a transphobe, <laughs> uh, which we, you know, we've been new. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, uh, but the thing is, I, I think about like Harry Potter, and like I'm, I'm a big believer in like, hey, like these huge corporate franchises, like you do not have to wait for you know, Disney to have a kiss, a gay kiss in Star Wars, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't have to, like, you can just write your lesbian fanfic if you want, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you just have that power, yeah. right? Um, but I also think that, I don't know if you can, like, do that and just be like, okay, my hands are washed of, like, all of, you know, the sort of negative culture impact that, like, Star Wars or Harry Potter has had, right? Mm-hmm. That I do think you sort of have to grapple with that. Um and I also think you shouldn't, like, run away from some of the more difficult aspects of the material, right? Um, like, there's, I have not seen, there's an adaptation of The Scarlet Letter where the two, you know, characters run off with each other at the end. Mm-hmm. Book ends very differently. One of them dies because he confesses his sins to the whole public, right? And I understand, you know, maybe not wanting to make something as overtly Christian as that or trying to resist that, but I think also you cannot make it so, oh, well, it's just sad. You know, like, I want the the nice people to have the lovely romance, you know? Like, you sort of, you have to sort of, like, engage the material in, like, a productive way, right? And I do feel like the movie engages with how it takes things from it in a way that feels, like, additive and not reductive, right? Mm -hmm. And that doesn't take away from it. Um, But also, yeah, I I don't really have, like, the nitty-gritty of how all this stuff, like, works out. I do think a lot of the emotional core of the story is the same Mm -hmm. and transfers really well. There you go. Yeah. I should finish it yeah. someday yeah maybe we can do it together <laughs> and then we can get i've never read flying castles so yeah you know make it happen all right so our next episode is ponyo unless unless we are so we're seeing rise of skywalker in a couple days yes um and we promised you an episode yes um so i don't know i don't know if like when we're gonna record that yeah um, um yeah, we don't have, like, but. an exact timeline. I imagine, if I had to take a guess, that episode will come out before the Ponyo episode. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so just, you know, keep an eye out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, next movie is Ponyo. 
Um, we are hosted by the Abnormal Mapping Podcast Network, which you can find at abnormalmapping.com mm-hmm. and support at patreon.com slash abnormalmapping. Mm-hmm. You should do that. Yes. You can find us, the show, on Twitter at Seasons Movie Pod, or you can uh, email us. You can always tweet at us, um, and you can email us at seasonspod at gmail.com. Um, you can find the show at abnormalmapping.com slash seasonsmoviepod. Grace, where can people find you specifically? Yeah, you can find me at uh, grace underscore machine on mm-hmm. Twitter. And you can find my writing at graceinthemachine.com. I also wrote a thing for uppercutcrit.com yeah. lately about uh, Jedi Fallen Order and Sekiro and religious ritual and history mm-hmm. and trying to figure out how to be yourself in a chaotic age, I guess. Um, it's so good. It's very good. It's so good. I, yeah. I was pumped about it. I'm, which I'm very so flattered pumped. By. Yeah. It like almost made me cry and maybe that's because we're married but maybe it's because you're just that good all right well emma where can people find you online you can find me at you of whales the letter u the aquatic mammal whales you of whales yeah thank you so much for tuning in we will catch you next time for uh rise of skywalker and or ponyo <laughs> we what, a, do- what a double feature <laughs> Yeah, it's like and we gotta separate those episodes. We can't do the. We can't do that. Like, I, it's that. funny. Yeah, we cannot do. Anyway, it's a goof. Goodbye. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>